Welcome to the Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Priority Now is hosted by Carmen Halsey of the Illinois Baptist State Association. Hi, ladies. This is Carmen. Thank you for joining us for this week's Priority Now podcast. This week, we have a friend of ours with us, Miss Aleda Munoz. A lot of you guys know Aleda already. Hi, Aleda. Hello, everybody. It's so great to be here. I love that you're here with us, friend. We got to ask what your husband's doing today because the women will want to know what's Tony up to in the middle of COVID. Well, Tony is, uh, um, many of you know that he can tap so many things, but uh, he's been focusing lately on helping families get uh, through with uh, doctor's appointments, uh, video calls, appointments over the phone, and also trying to find some resources for um, those that uh, will probably not have access to resist through these tough times. Gotcha. Aleda, what I want to do today is, and ladies, the reason I ask Aleda to be with us is obviously, like I said, she's just a dear sister. But um, Aleda and Tony serve in a Hispanic church. And it's, uh, Aleda, you have to help me with the word. I'm going to say you do everything bilingual. What, how would you, is that the right word? Well, yes, we can say that now. We started as um, a fully Spanish service uh, type of um, Hispanic church. But uh-huh. uh, over the years, we, uh, we've had families that are um, cross-cultural, and we've had people um, following our ministry that don't speak Spanish, saw the need because of some members that were already there with us that didn't speak Spanish, were passionate about the Hispanic ministry, but didn't speak Spanish. So we we went to uh, a bilingual setting. Uh, that's good. That's good. And um, I, I want to talk a little bit about that. And ladies, if you're listening, I want to point out too, and maybe in the episode notes, we'll put a link um, that Tony and Aleda, um, of course, because of COVID, like everybody else, they do offer, li- it's live, you know, they do their Facebook live sessions. So if you ever want to tap in and listen to a bilingual service or just to get a picture of what that looks like, they make that available to you every week. So we'll we'll drop that link into the into the episode notes. But, but Aleda, what I want to do for for the, the ladies is um, you and your church is positioned in Effingham. And a lot of what you've already said, um, how many years have you been there? I'm trying to remember. Was it? Uh, we we're on 14 years, now. 14 years, 14 years. Aleda today, what I want to talk about is what does it look like to reach um, the Hispanic community? But I really want to focus on our rural churches you know, not so much our, you know, our big city, you know, Hispanic churches today. I just really want you to help us understand what it can be like to be a rural church reaching our Hispanic communities. Yeah, well, this might be different for other people, but I can only speak for what God has uh, given given us the opportunity here in this area. Um, whenever we, uh, we think of um, the Hispanic community, um, I know that this is a, a, um, a sensitive uh, topic uh, in, our, in our country, but uh, from the point of view of ministering to the Hispanics, uh, Tony and I have always have, have the mentality, regardless of uh, whatever circumstances brought people to our reach, they're here. And so our prayer is, 
what is it that is going on in their lives and how can we show Jesus to them like I said regardless of the of the circumstances and what you were you were saying is so true um, like in our church we don't have um, a Sunday morning service because um, most of the Hispanics that are in this area um, a Sunday morning is just another work schedule you know, the, just a regular uh, day for for work, and so we we know that uh, evening time is uh, is the best uh, uh, time to to have them uh, available. And when it comes to serving uh, the Hispanic community, this is something that uh, Tony and I have been pondering upon, and we believe that there are many well-intended Anglo brothers and sisters that uh, love uh, the nations and love the Hispanic community. And a lot of times they are uh, not confident enough in you know, their the lack of the, uh, the Spanish language or probably afraid of offending the Hispanic people uh, be, just because um, they're unknown. And so I, I think this is a, a wonderful opportunity to bridge that. And I think it, it goes both ways. I think the same way Hispanics for the most part are humble, hardworking people that are thankful uh, for the opportunities they've gotten and thankful for the job and the opportunity to be here. But a lot of times they live in fear because they don't they don't know the language. They know little about the the culture as well. And so I think it's just about not knowing that sometimes uh, brings a wall up. And I think that is a, a key thing on both sides on how to overcome that, to get to know each other well. And for uh, for Anglo uh, folks to know that if they, if they can only say hola and somebody uh, speaking Spanish comes to them in response with a whole lot of words that they don't understand, it's okay. You know, it's okay to not be able to communicate. A lot of times just a smile, uh, just your body language will uh, uh, deliver a message. So I don't know if I am going, you know, straight to the point, but um, I believe love and uh, being willing to to be God's hands and God's feet will be the key thing to to reach the nations. As we got here, one of the things that uh, took a lot of time doing ministry was that we identified as social work. People needing help going to uh, a doctor's office uh, because. Uh, they don't speak the language and now things are looking a little better the um, clinics and hospitals now that they're making better efforts when we first got here 14 years ago if you didn't speak english you were in some places you were denied a service um mm. i i was a witness once whenever a lady went to the doctor and the front desk told her, unless you bring a an interpreter, we're not going to see you. 
And so uh, the blessing that we've had to be able to bridge that gap and to serve people in interpreting for them. And uh, we can say doctor's appointments, school meetings, even uh, court appointments, people made a lot of uh, mistakes, like they would drive and maybe just uh, uh, stop too late. And so the, they would get a, a traffic violation because they were on ahead too much of a, a stop line and instead of being behind the line and things like that out of uh, ignorance. And so Tony got to know the, the court system that way and a, a blessing in disguise sometimes how the needs of the people was also opening the door for us to to serve them and also to know our community, our education system, our court system, our medical system, um, because we were so involved in, in being there, interpreting, mm-hmm. helping. Right, right. I know it's fun to follow you guys because you are, you're so busy, but I watch, you know, you guys are very involved in the public school and not just involved, like showing up to a meeting. I mean, you're leading. Um, Aleda, let me ask you, you've not missed a beat through COVID. I mean, I've watched you guys serve. I've watched your family go serve. You know, I don't think your life has been any less busy, if not more busy. Um, so I want to ask you, as far as your local ministry there in the in the community, how has COVID had an impact? Well, to be honest with you, Carmen, at this point, I feel like we are on a spotlight. And I just have to say that nothing that we are doing and nothing that we have accomplished is because of us. We we know that. And I just want to make sure that our audience uh, knows that mm-hmm. when God has a plan for you, he will provide, he yes. will equip you. He will open doors and it's not about you. It's about his glory and uh, bringing honor to his name. Mm. And so we are so thankful that God has provided um, opportunities. And uh, to go uh, straight to your question with COVID, um, I guess because of the type of um, population in this area, the Hispanic community, they work for farms, work for um, nursery uh, nursery farms as well as uh, um, animals, livestock. Uh, so their their work schedule uh, was not affected as much. I I don't think that it was uh, affected at all for a lot of them. There's also the hotels and the and the restaurants. In that area, some people was um, affected, but as far as us uh, serving and ministering, I think being there for video calls or just uh, doctor's appointments over the phone, um, even as um, our church was not open, uh, but you know when the time where uh, restrictions were. Um, we're not allowing us to open our church buildings. I, I think by God's grace, uh, Tony has been so um, inclined to to use social media. And so uh, the teachings and, and the presence in our community was still there. Even if it wasn't in person, it was through uh, social media. And so I have to say that that's been such a blessing and it came to be, it wasn't intended, but God is, is great. And it came to be that through that, 
we were able to reach beyond the borders. And so, you know, we would have, not knowing, we would have an audience of 300, 500 people uh, connecting to um, the Bible studies in uh, to the the Sunday um, service, and so I have to uh, to praise God for our children and for um, the the music talents that God mm-hmm. gave them because that way we have been able to to serve um, God and to reach and to get into the the homes uh, during these mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. That's good. I anticipate that the community at large, that there's going to be a lot of things that we find um, aren't going to go back to maybe as we once knew them, um, just simply because I think it's easy to it's easy to look at um, one one group. So today we're talking about Hispanic and some of their individual needs. But I think what we're going to find is that a lot of those needs are the same. You know, and when we boil them down, and that's where I think sometimes, I love what you said earlier that you and Tony are often talking about um, sometimes Anglos wanting to reach in and sincere motives, you know, wanting to to love our Hispanic brothers and sisters that um, and partner with them, truly partner with them in the ministry. Um, we make it too hard. We overcomplicate it sometimes, you know, and I like what you said that sometimes we lack the confidence. That's one of the things I see coming out of the pandemic as the walls drop. Um, our programs sort of float to the sidelines, you know, and it may not even been realized, we, we may not even realize that we were thinking through a program mindset, but um, that's what I think your your ministry spotlights so well, what God has you and Tony doing. You've just been meeting needs from day one. You know, you put it under the umbrella of social service. You're just meeting needs. And, and, and what, what were your words you said earlier, Aleda? Um, regardless of how they got here, they're here. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so meaning and not just a zip code that they come from, you know, not just a but but in other words, we all have a story. We all have a story. And we all, you know, and God tells us he ordains our steps and he crosses our paths. So I think that could be true to every one of us, right? Whoever God has put in our path, however they got there, whatever their story is, they're there now. How do we condition ourselves, you know, through prayer, through the Holy Spirit to see that person that's in front of us and to see them, not think, oh, but if I stop with them, who's going to take care of this larger population that may or may not be coming? And that's what I absolutely love about watching you and Tony and your family serve there in the community because you're meeting needs and it's and it's consistently and it's built momentum because, like you said, um, it's not just the person that you're serving. You have influence. I've been there. I watch it. You guys have influence in Effingham because the law enforcement, the medical community, the, the, the judicial system, the school system, they know who you guys are and they come and seek you out. And ladies, if you're listening, I think that's an important concept, you know, um, that we learn from, you know, Pastor Tony and Aleda, um, that when you're present in your community, that doesn't mean God may not pull you outside your zip code to go serve, you know, but that's missions. And, and that's part of networking and spurring each other on too. But your community, and that's what we've been saying through this whole COVID journey, 
How are you meeting needs that your voice takes on credibility? You're helping to solve problems today. And we're seeking God. We're seeking God for those answers. But it positions you um, that you have such credibility that those same people are going to come back and get your voice in the future, too. And, Aleda, that's what I think you and Tony just have demonstrated and demonstrate so well but COVID, it's kind of like an opportunity. We're all living through it. We don't really have the stories yet. And to me, you all have the story because you've been living a COVID mentality since the day God positioned you on that mission field in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, praise Jesus. And like you said, the opportunities are there. And I, I really loved how you put it, uh, to be present. And I think if we look at the, the stories in the Bible, you know, God is really not looking for the greatest and the best. God is uh, looking for a, a willing person. God is looking for somebody that will make themselves available and he will do wonders he will mm. do the rest even as the the shutdown started you know uh, something as small as picking up lunch bags because our community was so blessed that uh, the school was uh, still offering lunch for families that uh, were in need and so just going to uh, the schools and and grabbing some bags for the the families and just uh, making a route, uh, dropping off lunches uh, whenever everybody was in uh, in shutdown. Little things, like you mm -hmm. said, in your in your own community, are actually uh, part of what um, doing missions. The concept, you know, um, mm -hmm. to just feed the hungry. Right. Right. Well, Aleda. Um, I, I love you. I love you. I love your family. Thank you for giving us some of your time today. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I know it's a sacrifice to give us time because you are always serving and always, you know, on the go. So thank you. Well, thank you, Carmen. And I really love uh, your, your heart and how God allows you to, uh, to see things and to conduct things in a way that will honor God and um, it's been my pleasure. You don't have to thank me for my time. It's actually been a joy and my pleasure uh, to do this. Uh, and I feel so honored. Thank you so much. And and we love you. And we have been um, so blessed by all the love and support that we have always uh, gotten from our IBSA partners, churches, and staff. And we are tremendously uh, thankful to God for the the job that you guys do. Mm, thank you. You just described Mission Illinois. So we'll thank, we'll thank our ladies listening in your churches, you know, for giving to Mission Illinois. That's the picture of us all working together and sharing the resources. So thank you. And Aleda, as soon as things clear up, your family's coming to my house so I can cook for you guys. That is still happening, friends. So goodness. <laughs> all right, ladies, we want to thank you for joining us. And, and Aleda's working with us along with some other Hispanic leaders. And um, and we're, we're really working on how do we connect our Hispanic churches. Um, you know, there's a strong network, but there's still some gaps. 
and one of the things that I've heard is um, that, man, Carmen, there's a lot of resources there. If we could just connect them to let them know that those resources are there to help the leaders in those churches. So Aleda is going to be helping us with some of those initiatives as we go forward. So so stay connected. But if you have questions, Aleda is available also. So be you know be sure to reach reach out to her, reach into us, and we'll get you some answers. Um, because see who God has put in front of you and meet the need. Meet the need. Forget about the program. Meet the need and just watch what God does. So, all right, girls, thanks for joining us this week. Remember, if you're not connected with us, get connected. This is not something that you want to do on your own. God doesn't design us that way. We're on the journey together. Check us out on our website at ibsa.org backslash women, or you can follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women or on our Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. Thanks, girls. And we'll see you next week on the Priority Now podcast. Thank you for listening to the Priority Now podcast. Please continue to join us on the journey to know Christ and make Him known.